How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's time. Time. For Warriors This Week. Curry off a series of drag streets. Top of the key. Three. Are you kidding me? Yes, yes, good Saturday morning to you. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, Warriors this week. Special four-hour edition as we're going to be with you until 1 o'clock, tipping off a full day of coverage here on 95.7 The Game. Warriors, Nuggets, Game 1, Round 1. Whitey Gleason, good to be with you as always. And the playoffs, finally, after... The last six months, and really for Warrior fans, the last two and a half years, the playoffs are back. Yeah, J.D., this is the first time that I've done Warrior programming with you that we've actually got to talk about a playoff game. It's it's magnificent, and as we look ahead here to the next four, five, six, seven games, whatever this series is going to be, um, I can't help but look back to 2013 when this Warrior run, as we know it, really started. And I know everyone knows that, but that 2013 first-round series, the Warriors and the Nuggets, just I've been thinking about that series all week long. You look at some of the names of the guys that played in that series, like for Denver, you know, Ty Lawson was their leading scorer. Of course, Iguodala, Andre Miller, Wilson Chandler, Kenneth Fareed, Corey Brewer. And it really brings into focus how long this journey has been for Steph, Clay and Draymond because they of course they also played in that series and for Draymond that 2013 series JD as you well know it was kind of his coming out party because David Lee got hurt in game one and a lot of us thought well that's it for the Warriors no 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 David Lee come on and Draymond of course showed what he was had his first double double of his career in that series so is this um, have they come full circle is playing Denver again since the beginning of the end or is it a new launching point for the next phase of this warrior dynasty I can't wait to find out yeah we're gonna find out at least in the beginning stages tonight as a 5:30 tip right here on 95.7 the game Warriors and the Nuggets as uh, they'll go Saturday and Monday there's playoff games all over the place beginning even top of next hour here uh, on the west coast in the 10 o'clock hour uh, as the, the Mavs and the Jazz are going to tip off with Dallas playing without Luka Doncic in, in that one. Now as as home underdogs in game one as the, the better seed because no Luka, they're obviously uh, in, in big, big trouble there. So yeah, three games leading up to 
the big one, which is going to be tonight, the Warriors and the Nuggets. Of course, we've got you covered all day long here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, we're here until 1 o'clock, and then uh, Devone and Shamari got you from 1 to 4, and then I'll be back at 4 o'clock with the Warriors live, and it just it should be just a tremendous, tremendous day. And first playoff game in, in the history of, of Chase Center as well. That That's another part of this new era. And the good news, Whitey, right off the top, don't want to bury the lead. All signs uh, pointing towards Stephen Curry making his return uh, officially listed as probable and expected to play in game one. Yeah, it's interesting. Coach Kerr says he's on a minutes restriction, but he doesn't want to put a limit on it, doesn't want to speak to a limit because he says a lot of variables. In other words, you know, Steph's playing great and uh, it's a close game and he's hit that minutes restriction, whatever it is, like, all right, fine. We're just going to we're just going to leave him in. You mentioned the first game at Chase Center. and I think it's what only the like the second NBA playoff game in the city of San Francisco in forever. Um, but it's interesting, again, going back to that Denver series uh, in the Warriors 2013, it was so loud. Oracle was so loud. So it'll be interesting to see how the fans of Chase can respond. The bar very high based on what uh, Oakland fans did uh, when the Warriors played the Nuggets in 2013. As far as Steph goes, that that's it, right? You look at the list of things that will probably determine how far the Warriors get in this series and beyond, and right at the top is uh, is Steph's health. Yeah, and so the question then becomes, and, and one of the many questions we'll throw out there at 888-957-9570. Look, today's the day to get in with your with your predictions, not only your predictions for the first round, but how you feeling about the Warriors' ability to, to win multiple rounds or get to the finals or, or even win uh, an NBA championship. That, that, that's what today's all about. Uh, you know, get, get those predictions in if you want. You're feeling good about it. Uh, X-Factors for this series as well, both ways. Uh, for the Warriors, who's the X-Factor? For the Nuggets, who's the X-Factor? And then, you know, Steph Curry's return really sets up Whitey uh, as you go down the line, uh, his return, obviously great for the Warriors, but there are implications, right? He goes back into the starting lineup, presumably. So who comes out of the starting lineup uh, when Curry goes back in? I know Steve Kerr would not divulge that over the last couple of days as it became more clear that, that Steph Curry was going to, to be able to play in this game tonight. Uh, does Jordan Poole go back to the bench tonight? Does Kevon Looney go back to the bench with the three-guard lineup starting? How much does Nikola Jokic uh, play a, a role in, in that decision? Uh, obviously, uh, the MVP, and, and I would say likely to be the, the, the two-time MVP here before too long. So uh, how does Steph Curry's return, and even the minutes restriction that, that you referred to, uh, how, that, that's the first domino and many dominoes toward figuring out just where this play, this team is in the playoffs and how far they can go. JD, a lot of layers to it, a lot of layers to these uh, these nachos, these playoff nachos. I would guess, I'd love your opinion, I would guess Kevon Looney probably starts, but Draymond's going to get a lot, if not most, of the minutes defending Jokic if that works out. Of course, Draymond didn't play in any of the four games between the Warriors and the Nuggets, which is one reason why the Warriors, I think, are so confident about this series, even though they lost three of the four. It's like, yeah, but we weren't really uh, the Warriors. The the Curry-Poole-Wiggins dynamic is, is fascinating. You know, there's no denying it. You've seen the numbers. I think Anthony Slater had them, that when the Warriors had – Poole and Clay and Steph on the floor together this year. It was limited sample size, but when they were on the floor together, they they really played well. 
The, the Warriors played really well when they had that group. So you know they're going to want to have that group on the floor. Spool going to start? I wouldn't think so. But then at some point, you know, you want those three on the floor for some crucial minutes. Then how does that affect Wiggins? If Wiggins at some point is sitting, is he okay with that? Pool, we know. He has struggled with it, but he knows that, okay, that's eventually going to be my role. Is Wiggins going to be able to handle it if his minutes are limited down the stretch of a big game or at some point even if he doesn't start? So Steve Kerr is a lot to juggle as far as pool goes though you know it's an issue how you deal with this but it's a good problem to have because he just played so well and it i was thinking of this today before the show jd you and i spent so much time over the last couple of years talking about the warriors and they want to add another star and how do they add another star and they've got another star this year right i don't think it's an overstatement to say right now based on the way he played late in the year jordan pool is like an added star to this roster yeah he's played like that at times and how does that translate into the playoffs, I think, is, is one of the, the key questions for the Warriors. How do Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins coexist when, when they're on the floor together? Uh, so much of the, the focus, I think, is, is going to be, and, and rightfully so, can Clay Thompson continue the way that he played in the final couple of weeks of the season in the playoffs? And if he doesn't, uh, in an individual game or for a, a small stretch of games, that immediately puts the onus on on Andrew Wiggins and and others to do more, uh, and you know how he will fare in this playoffs is a big question. Does Jordan Poole, is there a setback for him, even if it's just a game or two setback in in this series, because he shifts back to the bench from being you know playing so well in the starting lineup? There was a, a five six game adjustment period uh, going back to to early March before he really started his stretch run uh, where. You know, Steve Kerr wasn't starting him and, and wasn't starting him even in, in some games where maybe it we all would have agreed he probably should have been starting in. And, and there was an adjustment period. He worked his way through that. Now game one, round one. D does he have to readjust again? Does that uh, maybe cost the Warriors something? Or can they truly get everybody back and in these new roles and on the same page to hit the ground running tonight? Uh, because the one thing you don't want to do in a playoff series is is give away a game, especially when you're the team that's the favorite and has the home court advantage. The quicker you can end these series, the better, because one series does traditionally impact the next series in terms of just taking a toll. And I think that's especially important, Whitey, for this Warriors team to to make sure they're they're getting out of series as quickly as they possibly can and not allowing extra games to, to lead toward maybe wearing down in a second-round series or a Western Conference Finals or even an NBA Finals series. J.D., I think you're on fire. You just raised two excellent points, in my opinion. You're, you're, you're on fire. Um, first of all, yeah, as far as how much you love to wrap up a series quickly, that's why I think, you know, the Pelicans, that's a great story, but it's kind of bad news for the Warriors potentially because now Phoenix gets New Orleans in the first round. And that's a plucky bunch, but, you know, Phoenix is probably going to roll through that. It was a great story, and it's an ongoing story, and I think it's great the way the Pelicans kind of extended a middle finger to Zion. Like, you don't want to be part of this? Fine. You know, it's not like they were going to be better if they had Zion this year, better than the eighth seed. So, yeah, it's unfortunate in a way, and Phoenix is like, great, we'll play New Orleans in the first round. So that's a great point. 
Um, also, as far as pool being ready for the playoffs, it's an open question. It's one that Warrior fans obviously don't like to consider. I know he played well last year against the Lakers in, in the play-in, but it's a different animal in the postseason, right? It's just unknown. And I know the Warriors veterans have been talking about that. Somebody, Iga Dollar, somebody was quoted in The Athletic saying, you know, these guys, they just got to go through it. They got to they gotta find out. So we don't know for sure how they're going to respond to that. Um, so as far as uh, Jordan Poole goes, there's every reason to think, yeah, uh, he's going to be a key contributor here, and you got to have him on the floor. But how is he going to respond to this brightest spotlight? And also, you know, he's going to the defense is going to be a lot different than anything he's seen to this point in a series. Yeah, and and how does defense that teams deploy against them is that impacted by how teams are trying to defend Steph? Because I think the advantage of having the three play together is that it really can throw de defenses off balance, right? If you want to take Steph away, well, then Jordan Poole can kind of cook. If you want to try and take Poole away, then you're going to leave Steph uh, in, in positions to beat you. And then Clay Thompson's just lurking around, you know, hunting shots, as he always does. And, and in the last couple of weeks, he's been able, Whitey, to make more shots than th than he was missing, mm -hmm. you know, comparatively speaking. So I, it, there, there is a dynamic, and we saw it in play, in the, the March 10th game, uh, the most recent head-to-head -head matchup. Now, look, Draymond Green didn't play in any of these uh, four matchups that the Warriors and Nuggets played in the regular season. But if you go back to the game in Denver on March the 10th, the Warriors went in and, and won, won with a, a good fourth quarter, outscoring in a big second half, outscoring the Nuggets 25-18 uh, in that fourth quarter. And down the stretch in that game, Whitey, uh, the Nuggets – trapped and doubled Steph Curry hard and it left Jordan Poole open for two dagger threes uh, with that three guard lineup on the floor and Poole became somebody although he did come off the bench that night that played 34 minutes knocked down four threes two of them in the final couple of minutes there uh, and even the final minute uh, to to be a difference maker on a night where Clay Thompson was seven for 20. You use the word dynamic. The dynamic is similar. And let me make sure I'm clear about this. In no way, shape, or form am I saying Jordan Poole's anywhere near the play Kevin Durant was when he was here or is now. But the dynamic is somewhat similar to what the Warriors had when they had Clay and they had Curry and they had Kevin Durant. Similar. Not the same. I'm not saying Poole is Durant. Poole is not the player Durant was, but he's probably a better playmaker. So it's been interesting to see Steve Kerr, uh, as we've seen Poole emerge, Steve Kerr embraces and realize what the different options are. But again, with all the injuries, we just haven't had a chance to see it a lot. So far, so good with a Clay Poole and Curry a combination. It's been very effective. We haven't seen a lot of it. So, yeah, it's a great point you raise about the way Denver uh, defended Curry. We'll see uh, if they're able to get away with that again tonight. And by the way, just speaking of strategy, not to get ahead of ourselves, you know, infamously, uh, that game right before the break, we saw Mike Malone adapt a hack a loony Michael, strategy. Michael, it's Michael. Whitey, it's Michael. Michael. What did I call remember? him? <laughs> you called him Mike Malone, which uh, Michael, remember, sorry, he doesn't Michael. like that. That's right. I apologize, coach. Yeah. Was Michael it was Malone. it poor Cassidy Hubbard? Cassidy Hubbard called him Mike Malone in, in the middle of the interview. He just he just very cool. It's it's Michael. It's Michael. Michael. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, my bad. So if he has to resort to something like that, is it going to be Akaluni? Is it going to be Aka Wiggins? I don't know. That's way down the list of things to talk about. But just uh, and here's another thing, J.D. 
a lot of fans are looking at this say, okay, Steve Kerr's going to have to um, strategize and he's going to have to play more of a chess match in a way than he ever had to before because he doesn't have quite as much talent. That's not a criticism of Coach Kerr, but there's just a lot at play here. And even Steve Kerr said, this is different for us because in the past, in the playoffs, we just knew we were going to get to the finals and now we're just going game by game. He says it's more fun, but it's definitely a, a unique challenge. Yeah, and there's a lot of talent. And, and look, the Warriors, for the first time, are, are going to have everybody together. This is as healthy as the Warriors have been all season long. And you could make the case that it comes in, in some ways at the perfect time, right? Game one, round one, that's yeah. when you want to be as healthy as you possibly can be. But then the question becomes, do you have the ability to... Uh, you know, do you have the ability to, to get everybody on the same page and, and get everybody rolling uh, in the midst of a playoff series when the competition is, is at such a high level? I know Michael Malone uh, weighed in on this. I thought he had the <laughs> quote of the day yesterday following Nuggets practice. The Nuggets flew in on Thursday night. They practiced at Chase Center yesterday afternoon. And following practice, uh, he was asked – about the Warriors trying to get it rolling in, in real time during the playoffs with Steph coming back and Clay and Draymond and all of the new players. And he said, quote, quote of the day nominee, quote, learning on the fly my ass. Those guys have a lot of experience <laughs> together. So sell that iceberg to somebody else. Michael Malone, not buying it, not buying it. Well said, coach. But there is, you understand where he's coming from, but there is some truth to that. Right, because we haven't seen those three with this bunch, and they still are figuring some things out, especially uh, at the defensive end. By the way, quick note here as we talk about all the injuries, um, another X factor potentially in this series, you know, Jamal Murray, who injured himself last season against the Warriors, and is he going to play? We've been hearing for weeks. He could be back. He and Porter could be back. And it's really interesting because it looks like he probably won't be back in this series. Could be but probably won't be, and it appears that he's just not sure he's healthy enough to play. So it looks like the doctors and the team have said, yeah, if you want to play, we're good to go, and it looks like, and it's understandable, you know, especially when he looks at what happened to Clay, looks like Jamal Murray is not sure he wants to give it a go. So it's unlikely at this point that we're going to see any Jamal Murray in this series. Yeah, and we had Katie Wingy, who, who covers the Nuggets, part of their broadcast team uh, for, for Altitude Sports, and, and she does some radio analyst work as well. Uh, on Thursday night, I was filling in uh, on the night show, and, and she, she laid it out that, yeah, he's, he's basically been cleared, but just doesn't quite feel like himself yet. Mm -hmm. and, and she even mm -hmm. threw out, you know, you, you got to wonder if, if coming back to Chase Center where he sustained the injury uh, makes it a little bit weird if you're not even playing. You know, if you, if you don't trust that you're at where you, or you feel like you want to feel, and then it's you're trying to come back in the same building in a playoff series where you know the intensity is going to be up exponentially, it, it might just be too much too quickly when you're trying to, to, to make a return. Yeah, I, I think this series may come down to how much – the Nuggets others, especially without Murray, without Porter, uh, how much they're going to make the Warriors pay for focusing on Jokic. You know, the, the Nuggets, and you've pointed out correctly many times, they just, other than Jokic, they don't have much. They don't have anything close to a, a you know, playoff caliber star player. But they do have a lot of decent guys, and we know that those guys, some of them tend to make more shots than they typically do when they play the Warriors. But Barton and Morris, uh, guys like that, Bones Highlands had a good year. Can those guys make the Warriors uh, pay 
for focusing on Jokic in the post. We know he's a good passer, but can they knock down the threes? I think that's going to be one of the absolute keys to this series. You know, it, it, it really will be, and I, I think when you look at, you know, how the Warriors try to defend the Nuggets and how they try to uh, attack Jokic, uh, I, I, I'm with you. I think Kamon Looney winds up in the starting lineup at the beginning, and, and he gets to bang around with, with Jokic a little bit. Again, Draymond didn't play in any of the four games, but I went back mm-hmm. and I was looking at Kavon Looney's minutes, Whitey, in the, in the four head-to-heads. He played 27 minutes in, in the most recent game, 29 minutes the game before that, 27 minutes in, in the game before that on February the 16th when the Warriors blew the, the big lead. And then back in December, uh, he played 26 minutes. So uh, maybe those numbers go down a little bit with, with Draymond back in the fold. But but Kevon Looney was playing as much as he did at any point this year head-to-head against the Nuggets and, and Jokic. I think he'll be out there at the start. But I think the overall game plan – and we saw the Warriors get burned by this in the game where Monte Morris hit the, the game-winning three yeah. where Steph helped down and, and, and lost his man, and Jokic was able to kick it to Morris for the, the, the game-winning three uh, at the buzzer. Uh, to me, the Warriors have to go one-on-one with, with Jokic, and if he, if he goes for 35 and 15, and he might average, he might average 35, 15, and 7 in, a, you know, in this series – but I think the Warriors can still win it if they limit the damage and make life as difficult as possible for the others because you're right. I just don't think there's enough offensive firepower for the Nuggets in this series. I got a lot of respect for Michael Malone. Jokic is just an incredible watch, especially in person. He gets my vote for a second consecutive MVP when you look at, at this team winning, uh, what, 48 games uh, You know, with, with – out their second and, and third best players, but I I look at at the Nuggets and you know they they struggled shooting the ball for the most part against the Warriors from three point range, and I think you know, they were able to steal a couple of games against the Warriors, but I just don't think consistently they may have a few games early, but over the long haul of a series, I just don't think they have enough other players that that can that can fill enough of the load. To, to really become a threat where we're looking at this series like Denver could actually win it. I think the Warriors also are going to mix in a lot of zone, which they do anyway, but it's especially appropriate against a Denver team that you want to dare them. You're going to have to make shots against us. Can you guys do it again? Uh, we'll see. And, of course, anytime you talk about the Warriors, uh, another key, and this, again, takes us back to that 2013 series against the Nuggets. Warriors won that in six. In the sixth game, they had a big lead, and they almost gave it all away in part because they were what? They were turning the ball over. It was 2013, the Warriors. Ah, too many turnovers. We know that it's still an issue. Possessions in this postseason, this series and beyond, hopefully, you know, your number of possessions will be key, and you can't squander uh, uh, possessions by turning the ball over. So it really goes without saying at this point. But that's been part of this this Warrior run, whether it's the offense, guys get too confident, whatever it is. Uh, they got to limit turnovers uh, in order to wrap this thing up as quickly as they can, J.D. He's Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. It's Warriors this week on 95.7 The Game as we're getting you closer to tip off. Warriors and the Nuggets. It's game one. It's round one. Uh, a lot to get into between now and 1 o'clock as we expand our coverage uh, into a fourth hour here on 95.7 The Game. You mentioned uh, the 2013 series a, a couple of different times, 
And I thought it was funny. I, I'm not sure if you saw this or not, Whitey, but earlier in the week, mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was funny. Uh, it, George Carl, George Carl, uh, a couple of nights ago, this was what we're at Saturday. So this would have been Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, George Carl uh, on Twitter, uh, he put out a tweet that said, and of course, George Carl was coaching the Nuggets back in that series, won the coach of the year that year and wound up getting fired when the Nuggets upset uh, the the the, or were upset by the Warriors in that series in six games. And George Carl tweeted, maybe the Nuggets should hire Mark Jackson for the next couple of weeks. He can then get Iguodala to share some intel on the Warriors. And then a rat emoji. Yeah. Yeah. He feels like Iguodala was the mole going back to that series. Because remember, Mark Jackson said during that series, I got you know, somebody over there is telling me what's going on, and not everybody over there is, is that happy with, with with what's going on. Mark Jackson maybe should have kept that to himself. I think there's some truth to it. I don't think Iguodala was crazy about the way the Nuggets were approaching that series, and Iguodala, of course, ends up going to the Warriors. So, yeah, George Carl, you know, at this point, get over it. But there probably is a, at least a germ of truth to what he tweeted there. Yeah, it just I thought it was funny. Uh, yeah. you know, I thought it was I thought it was funny that here we are, what nine years later now. <laughs> yes. Yes. And and George Carl still thinking about it. And, and look, that was I know he George Carl ended up coming back and had kind of a joke tenure in, in Sacramento, really an embarrassment of a tenure in Sacramento a couple of years later. Uh, but that that series effectively ended ended George Carl's coaching career at, at a high level. Right. And I know he won a, a lot of games and, and probably more known for the, the playoff upsets that, that his teams right. sustained more. Uh, more than anything but but that that really kind of ended his career so I I really can understand where you know maybe maybe George Carl would still feel some kind of way about that yeah the next day he was supposed to be on with Steven and uh Shasky because Bonte was out they were supposed to interview him and I was glued like oh I can't wait to hear this and he just didn't show coach Carl just decided he was gonna blow that one off so would have been interesting to hear what he had to say about that yeah, and, and he typically will, will, will share his thoughts on that. So, yeah, Warriors and Nuggets facing each other in the playoffs. It's a 3-6 matchup, just as it was back in 2013. That was the first playoff series for this this group of Steph and Clay and Draymond uh, all playing together. And you're right, kind of a coming out party for, for Draymond Green as that series went on, and, and David Lee was hurt in that series, and it wound up, uh, not really hurting the Warriors. Of course, they went on and, and played San Antonio in the second round and then wound up losing to the Spurs in six. And if you remember, they, they gave away a big lead in that series uh, in in one of the first two games in game one and then came back in one game two uh, in San Antonio and, and wound up with a what a 2-2 series uh, after four games and then ultimately lost to the Spurs who went on to the NBA Finals and, and lost that year to the Heat. So that was the first the first playoff series for that group, the first playoff series win for that group, and the first time where it really looked like they had the potential to, to be something special. And, and it's, it's interesting when you think of where things are now, as you mentioned, Whitey, trying to, to reboot and, and re-get back into the, the championship conversation. Uh, it, it all started before really even though they were a couple of years away in that series uh, against Denver so 888-957-9570 John Dickinson Whitey Gleason phone lines are open Steph Curry if he starts who comes off the bench tonight that's question number one and who's your x factor uh, for the Warriors in this series Uh, we'll get into that coming up next and also 
If you want to throw your predictions at us, you can. Uh, 888-957-9570. Xfinity mobile text line as well. That is open. We are with you until 1 o'clock right here on 95.7 The Game. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason with you until 1 o'clock. Warriors in the Nuggets. Game 1, round 1 here on 95.7 The Game. 5.30 tip-off. Whitey, uh, I know we have have kind of a a contentious relationship at times with the texters uh, Mm -hmm. on the Xfinity mobile text line. So coming back here, uh, our buddy in the 240 chiming in did whitey just say and i want to give you an opportunity to to address this did whitey just say pool is probably a better playmaker than kd wtf and then some other uh, letters that i won't i won't uh, allow but wtf whitey uh I'll, I'll, the floor is yours to respond yeah i did say that and i think it's true i jordan pool isn't close to the player duran is but in terms of running an offense being a point guard I think he's a better playmaker than Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is phenomenal. Uh, I did say that, and I don't think it's that extreme of a statement. In no way, shape, or form am I saying Jordan Poole's better than Kevin Durant as a player overall. But as a playmaker, I think he's a better passer than than Kevin Durant. And, uh, and then we've got a quick I, response. I, yeah, yeah. You know, just a quick. I'll let you finish. Why there's a quick response to the response. From the 925. Yeah. No, 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 Whitey. No, 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 huh. Whitey. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I'd love your opinion if I'm wrong. I w- please tell me because I don't think it's that 
uh, extreme of a statement, like I said. Jordan Poole's a well, really are you good, making uh, play? Are, yeah. Who are you making plays for? Are you making? I, I think you could make the case that Durant is. He's he might be making plays for himself the majority of the time, but he's so good at making plays for himself yeah. that he may he may by by virtue of that be the greater playmaker. Yeah, that that's really all I'm saying. Just in terms of setting up teammates, I think Poole right now is better than Durant. But Durant's look, Durant's I Durant's great. He's way better than Jordan Poole. But I think uh, Poole. I, I'll make the case. I'll stand by my statement. JD, bring it on the tech side. I think Poole's a better playmaker for others. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. I think he's grown into that role, and I'm I'm interested to see how he plays in in this series specifically. I mean, it, it's there's to me the fascinating part of this series, but not only this series. However far the, the Warriors go, is just the domino effect of Steph's coming back. Him and Clay and Draymond are essentially playing together for the first time meaningfully. You know in two and a half years, almost almost three full years going back to the 19 finals, right? Meaningful minutes together on the floor tonight at the start of the game. So it's like there's that component to it. Then there's questions about Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins anyway, right? Like what kind of player is Andrew Wiggins going to be in the playoffs? Feels like this is a maybe the biggest series or biggest stretch of Andrew Wiggins' career as far as what he's going to be moving forward. All eyes on Jordan Poole. Uh, does he become uh, an emerging star you know, for the Warriors? Somebody that's obviously thinking he's going to be able to get paid in a big-time way. And, and he would provide a dynamic that, that the Warriors don't, you know, haven't had, right, in terms of playmaking and scoring and, and all of that. And then there are so many unknowns in terms of the other role players, right? What do they get out of out of a Gary Payton the second? How much is Iguodala able to play and actually contribute? Otto Porter Jr. has been a, a terrific find uh, this season. He's going to be in the playoff rotation, I think, with, without a doubt. And then will any of the others beyond that be playing that much? How much can Draymond play center? Like, there are all these different questions, but it all tips from – Steph Curry comes back and how it, it impacts everything else because they're trying to get on the same page again, but then you've got the others, uh, as Shaq likes to say, the others that are trying mm-hmm. to find their way with some question marks and some inexperience at the playoff level surrounding them. Yeah, the others that Denver has actually could play into how the Warriors approach their starting lineup. As far as pool, just real quick, not to spend a day on this, but that text you got, I'm wondering if maybe we need to define terms. When I say pool's a better playmaker, I'm talking about setting up teammates running an offense. I'm not talking about making big plays. I'm talking about setting up teammates. So, I, I, anyway, um, you mentioned the others Denver has, and we've talked about them. They have some really solid players. They don't have any star-type wings. So maybe that means, and I know Slate's wrote about this, maybe that means from the Warriors' standpoint, it's less important to have Wiggins in the starting lineup. One of his major roles, one of his uh, prime duties, is to guard the other team's top wing. Well, you don't have to worry about that as much against the Denver Nuggets. You have to guard guys, but you don't have that guy that you got to worry about. So maybe that makes it more likely that Poole starts. I still would not do that. I don't want to start the playoffs with Wiggins coming off the bench. I don't want to. I don't. I don't know what that would do to him. But you could make the case that you know, if you want to get as much Looney, Clay, Curry on the floor as you want, yeah, you would start Draymond and and you would start Looney. But you have Poole and not Wiggins on the floor. Poole, Clay, and Steph with Wiggins on the bench. You could make that case. I wouldn't do it, but there's a case to be made there. 
A lot of text messages coming in responding. uh, 415, how can you say that about Kevin Durant when Jordan Poole has just been on a good streak lately? Uh, He has to do this type of play every single year to be in the consideration of comparison to Kevin Durant. It's funny, when Durant was here in Golden State, everyone was praising him. Now when he leaves, everyone's trying to diminish his skills. That from the 415. I'm not – Thought I was clear. I'm not comparing Jordan Poole to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is light years better right now than Jordan Poole will ever be. I thought I was clear about that, J.D. I didn't want people to go there. You can go there if you want. I certainly did not go there. I'm just talking about a one particular aspect of their games. That's all. That's all. Right. And I, and I get it, days, I, but huh? I want to give, I, I want to give you the, uh, look, I mean, I've been there, Whitey. I've, I've been yeah. a little cranky with the texters. Last week yeah. was one of them. There, there's been a couple yeah. of times. And it, it tends to roll <laughs> one or the other for whatever reason. Typically, it's either they're on me for something I, or they're on you for something today. You know, round one, game one, hopefully we're going to have a couple of months of these shows still ahead of us. Uh, you, yes. you, you might have to take that, take that L today or take That's that fine. heat today. I'm not sure you're taking an That's L, fine. but you, you're taking the heat. <laughs> I'm happy to. I just it's just maddening when I, I'm not saying this, and then people go, "Why did you say that?" It's like I did not say that, but that I I I get it. I mean, Durant does. Uh, he's he, you know he, he is a high assist number for his career. He does. I just like if I had to, never mind. What's next? What do we have next? Who else is after me, JD? Nine two five Xfinity Mobile text line. This just in: Whitey doesn't think KD is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> That's just blatantly false. Okay. All right. Right, Whitey? Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's... I, you, yeah. That's not like, true at all. I think Kevin Durant <laughs> is a phenomenal player, and he's a great, one of the all... He's one of the best players I have ever seen. Jordan Poole is not. Jordan Poole is having a nice run here. Kevin Durant's one of the greatest players I've ever seen in my whole life, without question. Without question. And I will say this, in all fairness, I mean, Kevin Durant, and part of it's because he has the ball... So often he's put up some nice assist numbers for us. He's a career 4.3 assist guy. He is. So that, that's a fair point. All right. One more here in the 510 and then, then we'll move on. I promise. 510. Thanks, guys. Good show. I always thought this. Let me know what you guys think. I think Durant would not be who he is right now without those two chips uh, he got. From the Warriors, from the Warriors, if he doesn't join the Warriors, there's a very good possibility he has no championships right now. Um, Kevin Durant, you know who I am. Exactly. I mean, he got those chips from the Warriors, right? The Warriors gave them those championships. (laughs) He didn't do anything for them. Warriors gave him those titles. Right. I mean, just take that at face value. Yeah, I guess it's possible, right? I mean, sure, it's if he didn't go there, does he not win any? It's it's possible, but whether he's won any championships or none, whether he ever wins another one, he's one of the greatest players we've ever seen without question. And I don't want to say any more because if I say anything else, it's going to open another can of worms. But he's a phenomenal player. And I will say this, his assist numbers, okay, that's as far as I'm going to go. His assist numbers for his career, are, they're actually higher than I thought they were. Like, he was up at... Uh, with the Warriors' end of his run, he was up just at uh, just under six assists a game. So he's a very good playmaker as well. Who are you? He was yeah. He was more of a playmaker in the in the Warriors' offense for sure. Because as yeah. much as he would dominate and look to score, there were enough other great scorers, obviously, right. to where if if he made the simple basketball play, he was going to get a, a lot of assists. And and so his his playmaking his playmaking and his defense, I think, were the two things that 
during his time with the Warriors, everybody kind of went, oh, wow, like, I didn't realize he could be this good of a defender. Or, oh, wow, I didn't realize he could be this this good of a playmaker. I think part of that was the fact that, that he was playing with, with so much talent around him. It took an already spectacular player and allowed him to showcase his skills in a in an even more bombastic kind mm-hmm. of a way. And, and I mean that yeah. in a positive positive way. I think you or I on the Warriors, we'd probably average at least three assists a game, right, if we got to play it all, because you throw it to anybody, they're going to make shot. I'm going to throw it to Steph. I'm going to get my assist. But Durant, he averaged 6.4 assists this year, okay? And that's, that's you know, in a limited sample size, played 55 games. That's a very solid number, okay? I just off the dribble, set running my offense. I think Jordan Poole, is, his skills are more um, – he's better at that than Durant. But he's nowhere near as good as Durant. <sighs> Next. <laughs> well, and you know what, Whitey? I just, I, they, they keep coming in here, and I'm going to read them. And this, this is a, a, somebody else. Whitey, you are correct. Whitey, you are correct. So it's, it hasn't been everybody coming down your road. Well, that's nice. You are correct. The, the other texter, what the other texter said was wrong. Poole isn't on a hot streak. Uh, he has developed, not just getting lucky. Keep it up, Whitey. So he's, he's got your back Yay. on that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, By the way, I know five, we don't want to go here now. Yeah, go ahead. No, I got I got one more for you. Uh, okay. Five one zero. Whitey hates KD and puppies. Whitey hates KD and puppies. I'm done. That's yeah. a good way to end it. I think that's uh-huh. a good way to move on. That's a I'm good done. way to eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. I don't even think you need to respond to that one. I know I've kind of been. Hey, Whitey. Hey, hey. Here's a. Here's a hot potato pass. Do something, you know, react. Yeah. Grow up. Yeah. And, and you've been great. You've been gracious. But I, I don't even think you need to react to Whitey hates KD and, and puppies. Yeah, you All right. grow up. We, I'll just put this yeah, bow grow on up, it. Whitey. I, 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 I know. Well said. I, I know you don't want to go here now, but the whole KD issue in the championships, that takes us back maybe at some point to that question that Draymond asked uh, Steph this week about would you give up the two championships you went with KD for to win the 2016 championship so that's just one of the things that came to mind here as we were as you were unraveling this web of hate that came pouring in on the text line this morning we, it's interesting because we got into that conversation the other night and uh, I was on with Alan Styles and we took some calls on it and it was it reminded me of that day back in 2016 which i've i've referenced on the show where the the report came out and this was in february that hey the warriors are going to be interested and they're gearing up to make a run at durant the warriors were playing okc that night over at oracle it was the night before the super bowl that was at at levi's and steiny and i were doing the show at the time uh, in this slot and we took calls for four hours eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero and the warriors were something like 50 and five uh, at that point on their way to 73 and nine and it was probably 80 20 maybe even higher that fans did not want like didn't didn't want Durant didn't need Durant this team can can be a, a dynasty and win multiple championships with Harrison Barnes obviously there were circumstances that changed that uh, that over the over the four months that that would come last night or, or a couple of nights ago we got into that conversation about would you trade the the two championships for uh the the 16 season and having the greatest season ever and I'll, and more it wasn't 80 20 but it was probably two to one uh in terms of warrior fans saying they'd give it up they'd give up the mm. two for the for the 
for and, and I was blown away. I couldn't believe that. Like how how could you not want? And I don't know. Yeah, our, our Craig, who's producing the show uh, today, wow. Craig was he chimed in and he is one of them. He says, "Hey, I want that perfect. I want that that best season ever. Would trade the two chips." That's not very smart, if you ask me. But I understand it. Um, and you know, I thought Steph had had the best answer after he did his Steiny. Was eh, you, you, no, you 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 know, two championships is better than one period. Then why do people consider it? It's because, especially talking about like the players, you know, JD, you were there, you covered this. That no matter what happens from here for those players and for fans to a lesser degree, but especially for the players, there's always going to be with 2016 that sense of yeah, but right, we didn't get it done. So you you think about that. Wow, if we could we could fix that. Wow, that'd be great. On the other hand, you know, we did win the next two. But that's why it's because athletes and I think it's true for fans, too. You remember the losses more than the wins. And 2016 is always going to have that sense of, wow, they won 73. Yeah, but and so that's why people consider it, because they would get rid of that feeling, that feeling of frustration and incompleteness of a job not quite finished. But ultimately, you know, you'd rather have two championships than one, period. Yeah, you would think, I, I, and again, I think that there, there's something still, and maybe it has to do with the way it ended between the, the Warriors and Durant. Maybe it has to do with just the, the unabashed love that the Bay Area has for Steph Curry. That I think those are the two things. It was, you know, Durant came here, and I've, I've said this, I, I think ultimately Durant left in part because in his mind, I'm not saying he was right, but in his mind I think he thought that the Warriors culture was a little overblown, was a little fake, right? The, the Warrior mm-hmm. way, and mm-hmm. and I, I think he thought that, you know, playing with joy and, and all of that, I, I think he thought that was a little fake, and, and I think in his mind he thought, hey, y'all don't win either championship if I don't if I don't come and don't play at the level that I played at because I was the finals MVP both times. Like y'all don't beat San Antonio. Y'all don't, you know, y'all don't beat uh, Houston in 2018 uh, if I don't come. And yet, you know, you want to act like it's the culture and not necessarily the star power. And, And I think that that rubbed him the wrong way more than anything individually between him and, and, and Steph Curry. I also think a lot of it, though, from the fan standpoint, Whitey, was the, the you know, taking some shine off of Steph, right? Like, like I think Warriors fans wanted to see Steph try and win three, four championships without having a, another player, the, the caliber of, of Durant, come in and kind of steal some of the shine because he did win those MVPs there's also in the finals. This, yeah, there's also this. When you look at the Warriors in this great run and you compare them to the greatest teams of all time, they're in that discussion, which is an incredible place to be. You know, the Celtics won all those championships, but it was like, that was a long time ago. The Bulls won three in a row and then had the gap, and then they won three more. The Warriors never won three in a row. They won three or four. And the year they won the 73, they didn't win the championship. If they win that year... There, I mean, then to a lot of people, it's like, that's the greatest team of all time, that one year. They won the most games, they won the championship. And when you don't win the championship, you just can't make that claim, right? And so I think there's this, for the fans, for players, there's that sense of, man, we had a chance there to lay claim to being the greatest team of all time. And you can win the next two, but that's, not, that's nice, but it's not the same. So I think that's, that's what people are saying, too, to a degree. It's like, this was the greatest team of all time right there. It's funny because you said it, too, and you caught yourself. 
But you hear people say it like perfect season. I think Steph even said it's like the perfect, almost perfect season. They were that close. The most wins, a championship, boom. Greatest team of all time. I think forever people would consider him one of, if not the greatest. And now you really can't do that. Let's hear Let's hear the clip. It was on the Draymond Green show, Draymond Green's podcast. He, he had Steph sit down with him. It was a 90-minute conversation. This is a little bit of a... Little bit of a, a lengthy cut, uh, about about a little over a minute. But uh, here's Draymond asking the question and, and Steph's answer. And speaking of a championship, if you could trade the 2017 and 18 championship to complete the 73 win championship, would you trade those two championships to complete the 73? So I, I'm gonna get the resume right. So <laughs> I have we'd have two chips and a damn near perfect season, mm-hmm. or three, or three, or three chips, chips and, and a then blemish on the season. <laughs> you see, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> you see, I blank, I, I blacked out as soon as I had to even acknowledge it. Oh man, I don't, I don't even know how to answer that question. I would say no, but. I think for the rest of our life, I'll still be able to just laugh at 16, which is fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's always going to be that just, like, awkward, like, uh, acknowledgement of an amazing regular season in, 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 in the finals run. But, yeah, I, I, I'd say no. But Get you I'm, a glad Steph Curry I, I'm glad, in your life. I'm glad I don't take myself too seriously. Get God, you a Steph dang, Curry that, in your dang, life. that was hard. <laughs> you don't have you a Steph Curry in your life. Get you a Steph Curry. Because if he said yes, this interview was over. <laughs> My heart was broken. Well, and here's the thing, Whitey. To me, those two are not able to discuss that in the way that they discussed it, laughing about it. And clearly it's still very painful. Like, you can tell it's painful, but they're laughing about it. And the reason they're laughing about it is because they won the next two championships. So, like, you're not – like, if, if if they had lost that and that had been it and they had not gotten back to another – you know, to win another one, I, I think, it you know, there'd be a totally different tone to the whole thing. Yeah. Like I said, I'm repeating myself. But to me, two is better than one. But there's always going to be – and Steph just mentioned it there. There's always going to be that sense of any time 2016 comes up, it's like that, ugh, you know, that kick in the gut, like, Wow. That was an opportunity that few teams in any sport ever have, and we had it, and we came so close. But that's that's just the way it's going to be. That's going to be part of the uh, the Warrior legacy. And then you know that let what does Durant go there if they win? Blah blah blah. Uh, but um, yeah, two's better than one. Bottom line. Couple of text messages on this uh, on the Xfinity mobile text line at eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Phone lines open as well. It's John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, Warriors this week. We're with you until. 1 o'clock here on 95.7, the game Warriors and Nuggets, game one, round one. We can get into the matchup and X-Factors and, and all of those things, uh, but having a little fun right now with the conversation Draymond Green and Steph Curry had on Draymond's podcast uh, earlier in the week. And just looking at it, 707, uh, taking the 73-9. and nine. Whitey taking the, the championship in 16 over the, the 17 and 18 titles. Uh, Steph wins finals MVP. Many memories from that season. I block out. NBA would have looked different. They could have gotten more still, meaning more championships. And also the Steph haters 
according to the 707, would have less ammo on him with the 73-9, and the back-to-back, uh, with the one finals MVP. Uh, it allows people to devalue Steph in the KD years. I think that's a big part of it for Warrior fans is they feel that there are certain you know people in the media and maybe even other players that kind of devalue Steph's greatness because Durant was around and helped them win those two. Yeah, back-to-back championships, 73 wins and a title would have really um, just would have made that statement for the warrior way. They didn't need to bring in somebody else. They did it the warrior way, no matter what had happened after that. It would be validation of everything the Warriors and Steph Curry were about and the way they went about uh, winning basketball games, had they won that. Yeah, the six five zero. I think people are thinking that the Dubs would have automatically won the next championship if they won in 2016, but but that's not 100%. Uh, I, I think they would have had a hell of a chance in, in 17 uh, if they had won in 16. Let, let's say they don't get Kevin Durant. Although a lot of that depends, right, Whitey, on, on where Kevin Durant would have gone or would he have stayed. I, I maintain that the way that it all played out, and, and look, nobody knows, but I, I've said this, I really do think the Warriors losing the 16 finals, if they had to run it back and re-sign Harrison Barnes, and Kevin Durant doesn't doesn't come, I, I think there was an accountability for that loss that internally the Warriors never really had to, to grapple with because two weeks later Durant came, and it was like, oh, we're going to dominate now. Like, yeah, that was heartbreaking, and we should have won that chip, I think was the stance from the Warriors organization. But once Durant came, it, it was redemption tour, the deck is stacked, not only are the Warriors going to win the next championship, but probably the next two and maybe even the next three. Like, everybody knew that on the 4th of July of 2016. And so the Warriors never really had to deal with, you know, maybe people looking at Draymond funny for for costing him a chip, right, by getting himself suspended. Maybe people looking at Harrison Barnes funny for not coming through in the final three games of that series and playing as, as poorly as he did. Maybe people are looking at Steve Kerr differently at that point for the way that he managed the end of, of game uh, game seven uh, of that series. So I, I think there's an accountability when you lose a playoff series that the Warriors never really had to go through. I think that would have made winning it in 17 after they lost in 16 more difficult, even though they would have rallied and said redemption tour and, and they were going to win it. Regardless, I think the other part of it, though, too, YD, is Durant. Like, if Durant stays in OKC, you could make a case that maybe OKC gets over the hump the next year. San Antonio was terrific, right? High high 60s win team there. And then you know, a texter pointed out in, in 2018, if, if the Warriors don't have Durant in 2018, they do not beat Houston. Like, we can debate 17. If they don't have Durant in 18, they do not beat Houston. The fact that the Warriors never really had to face the music for losing in 2016 because they signed Durant, you've made that point to me uh, several times. I think it's a fascinating point, uh, and uh, we'll never know. But I was going to ask you, do, do we know where Durant, where else he might have gone? I remember there was talk of him maybe going to play for uh, Scotty Brooks, was it, in, in, in Washington? I know San Antonio apparently was interested. I never, as I look back, I don't have the sense that he was ever really close to going anywhere else. I think it was going to be maybe the Warriors or he was going to stay. But what is your recollection of that period? Yeah, it, my recollection off the top, there was some reporting on Washington because obviously he's he's from the, the yeah, D.C. Yeah. area. 
Uh, and then and then it was mainly, is he going to stay or not? And everybody kind of holding their breath in OKC, hoping that he would stay, thinking they could run it back. Is he going to really join the team that beat the beat the Thunder and knocked him out when the Warriors lost in the finals? It was thought that that could be uh, more of a possibility as they did. Maybe KD wanted to go toe-to-toe and beat LeBron. Now, obviously, they have a little bit of a rivalry, and, and Durant was able to do that for, for those two years. So uh, I, I think it was mainly, is he going to go to the Warriors or is he going to stay in OKC? Uh, at that point so yeah good conversation nevertheless if you want to chime in on on that Draymond asking the question to Steph uh, Warriors fans we can ask you would you would you trade 17 and 18 to complete the deal in 2016 888-957-9570 still taking your predictions for Warriors Nuggets who's your x factor in this series uh, for the Warriors we'll get into that coming up next hour number two straight ahead we're with you until one on 95.7 the game why why if you why? have t-mobile 5g home internet you might be hearing this why a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why, why? good question why not switch to cox internet with two times faster download speeds than t-mobile 5g home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and Visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.